teach you go to school. And here's your name. What do you think of what's going on right now, mate? These evil little invisible parasites. Satan worshipping Freemason morons. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're not run by factions. Get the fuck out of camera! There are much more powerful international forces in play. Is this pink guy? Is this what pink guy is? I don't fucking know what's happening. Please get outside and look at the moon quickly. It's been crazy, guys, but guess what? It's how it is, mate. Mate, because I want to do it slow. But I ain't spending any time on it. Welcome to the Condition Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims, and con artists. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and this week we are back looking at cookers and their various forms of very bad behaviour, both mm. at home and abroad. Yes, we had a bit of a lazy one letting the robot do all the hard work a couple yeah. of weeks back, but then we had a bit of a serious one with the story of Jenny Robertson, and we got some very good feedback on that. Yeah, yeah, true. And uh, the show uh, in- interview with her and her daughter about the mysterious cir- circumstances surrounding the death of her young son. But this week we are back to looking at the very funny and very stupid antics of those on the fringe of politics. Yes, they haven't quite gone away yet, which is annoying because I was kind of hoping they would. But we Mm. have RFK Jr.'s farce of a primary one. We all know what he's fucking up to. And a very interesting story involving a mum influencer. Yes, that is definitely a thing. It is. It's an industry. And, uh, of course, the shit show that was the Monash City Council meeting. Can't miss that. Yes, yes, that has been on the radar. And Eric, Eric is back. Yeah. Well, kind of. He's popped in to let us know how he is. And I have to say, it's not going well. Oh, what a shame. And I will take this moment to remind you all that we do have a Patreon to keep the lights on. And from $5 a month, you'll get a bonus weekly episode and a feeling of warmth that comes with supporting the show. Yes, please join up. It really does help. And we very much appreciate it. We do, we do, we do. Yeah, we do. Thanks, guys. And as I warm up with this delicious CB Co. Small Ale, which is a mid-strength because it's not quite five o'clock yet, <laughs> it's time for the Conditioner Release Program's weekly news. Jack, are the Kennedys a little bit gun-shy? Well, yeah, understandably. Wow. But more importantly, how would the dead Kennedys regard the presidential bid of dead Bobby's son, Bobby (laughs) Kennedy Jr., and his crack at the White House? Yes, we should ask Frenzel Rom as well. Old dead JFK had some interesting mates, or at least his dad Joe did. Joe was a bootlegger during the Prohibition era, and when JFK had a crack against Tricky Dick, Nixon in 1960, Joe went all out rubbing shoulders with such luminaries as Chicago mob boss Sam Giancana to ensure Jack got over the line. Got to do it. It was a close contest, but Nixon didn't do a Trump and spit the dummy. It came down to just a few thousand votes, very, very close, 1960, and Illinois, then a swing state, turned blue on some electoral shenanigans perpetrated by Sam and the racket boys in Cook County, Illinois. Good on you, fellas. Love your work. JFK became president, made bro- made his brother Bobby his attorney general, and Bobby went all out prosecuting organised crime, which made the mafia sad oh, and a bit that- angry. Yeah, that could be problematic for your, um, uh, what's that, life expectancy. <laughs> but even the senior Kennedy's dark mates, otherwise known in harness racing as colourful identities, colourful. back then couldn't hold a candle to Robert Kennedy Jr., Dead Bobby Senior's young bloke and his bosom buddies like Del Big Tree and Alex Jones. He hangs with a bad crowd. He is a massive anti-vaxxer. I'm sure you know this if you're a listener of the show. 
You may not know this part. He's one of the dirty dozen of the top 12 anti-vax misinformation spreaders in the world. Bobby Kennedy Jr., sadly remaining tragically unassassinated, <laughs> is running for president from the Democratic side of politics. Come on, for fuck's sake. And, of course, as you can imagine, he's getting some very strange endorsements from some very shit people. Mm-hmm. So, like Bobby Bannon, Roger Stone, they're all mates. Charlie Kirk of Turning Point USA said that he's one of the most articulate and thoughtful political activists going after the administrative state. Mm. This is a meaningless statement, but if Charlie Kirk has endorsed you, then you've done something <laughs> wrong. It means it, yeah. It's, it's a, a red flag. It's a huge red flag. You, you, you just like it's you know it's like the trans kids down there with the Nazis. If Nazis agree with you, have a thought, just a think. It's all we ask. So before entering the twenty-four presidential race as a Democrat, Robert Kennedy Jr. spent years cultivating the kind of following on the far right that now has prominent Donald Trump allies urging the former president to consider Kennedy as his running mate on the Republican side, of course. I mean, Stone called it a dream ticket and Bannon called it a national unity ticket. Like as if fucking anti-vaxxer supreme and fucking Cheeto cock is somehow going to bring the country together. <laughs> and, Trump, and Trump's going to flip Democrat. What the fuck? Like what planet? What pl- oh, I assume they were saying the Republican can you, side. Can you imagine what the MAGA crowd would do if, if he flipped and went blue? It would be the – look – at this point, what about all I, that merch? Hey, I'm wearing a red hat here. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, but it's perfect. Now they have to buy blue hats. Yeah, genius you're script. New, yeah, genius okay. script. Well, Kennedy is proudly running as a Democrat who supports abortion rights and gun control. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I like that. But his views on vaccines and other issues, and frequent appearances on outlets from Fox News to Alex Jones, Infowars, regular guest there, have made him popular among far-right conspiracy theorists. Yes, it has. A day earlier, rabid right-wing talk show host Steve Deese on the Blaze Media platform, home to a lot of very terrible people, posted a picture with Kennedy on Twitter saying, quote, as long as he doesn't go trans, a man with high character and courage like RFK Jr. will be tempting. Tempting. Tempting for what? As long as he doesn't go trans. I know. Like, why are these people just so cringy? Fuck. And QAnon influencer Jonathan Sather, who honestly I thought would vanish and hasn't, posted to Trump's Truth Social platform saying he hopes to see, quote, RFK Jr. red-pilling the hell out of libs on the vaccine, which is it's quite a self-aware and reasonable thing to say, to be honest. That's exactly what's happening here. But, of course, this is no surprise to anyone Kennedy has found a friendly reception in this contrarian alternative media which promote medical and vaccine conspiracies all bundled up, put out by the CIA, which, of course, Bobby Jr. has blamed for killing his father and uncle. No surprises there. Well, the JFK assassination has always been a bit vexed, but um, uh, lots of people believe to this day that it was more than one person, Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh, was definitely one of them. Uh, the jury's uh, out on a lot yeah, of things. I'll give him that. But Bobby Kennedy's assassination, and look, there there are a whole raft of conspiracies around that too, but they're not credible. Sahan Sahan was seen by literally hundreds of people shooting Bobby Kennedy. Mm, mm. Um, yeah. And he was pretty much, and he was arrested at the scene. 
Yes, but were um, you there? I mean, look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, that, if we're going to go down that path, no, I as wasn't. As Darren Bergworth said, if you weren't there, well, there Darren, is, there is, Darren wasn't there at the Holocaust. There so he is doesn't know that what happened. famous sound grab. Um, to get the gun, get the gun, get the goddamn gun. Uh, after Bobby had been shot and uh, and and basically people pinning Sahan Sahan down. Sahan Sahan um, uh, was sentenced to, uh, to life in prison. In fact, his probation period has come up and there's some sort of urging to, you know, what do we do with him now? Um, this was, this all occurred uh, while uh, the death penalty had been, capital punishment had been set aside in the United States and in California. And uh, so uh, Sahan Sahan, the, the assassin of Bobby Kennedy, um, who was a decent man, must be said. Yeah, um, yeah, fair. Uh, uh, remains in custody. And, and he, he's did, never did really he spoken die? about it. Um, let me see. Yeah, parole board. No, he's, he's still seven, alive. 79 years of age. Never really young. spoken about it. The only time he has talked about it, it sort of hinted at these conspiracies that he had been hypnotized to commit a murder and so forth. When they got, yeah. into, when they got into his house, it was, you know, a, a little bit like the Jack Nicholson character in The Shining. Um, you know, or work and no play. Bobby Kennedy must die. Bobby Kennedy must die. Bobby Kennedy must die. <laughs> wow. All That's over the cool. place. So, yeah, he's yeah not well. CIA conspiracies really don't work in, in, in the case of uh, Bobby Kennedy's assassination. Sad yeah. as it was. That's pretty fair. That's pretty fair. Well, here's a quote from our good friend Alex Jones that says, I don't agree with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. on some topics. You can just say RFK, man. It's fine. But he's a man of integrity that fights fluoride and poison <laughs> shots and fentanyl and everything else. He's a good man. Okay. <laughs> fluoride as opposed to Alex's liver supplements. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, which I'm sure that Robert F. Kennedy will not regulate in his planned overhaul of pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. Great, yeah. great. Great teeth, though. Uh, yes, Bobby Kennedy Jr. They all, they all are look, they real though? They all look pretty attractive. Those Kennedys. I don't think they're real. And he also said he's got a lot of guts, and I really support him for the Democratic nomination. Cool, because it's between him and Joe Biden, who you think is like sent by Satan. That's right. And fiddles yeah. with kids. This is so, essentially what we're dealing with here. I mean, yeah. I mean, really? Okay, cool. Um, any anyone but Joe Kennedy yeah. was also uh, one of uh, former Fox News. Host Tucker Carlson, uh, now off the tally, um, yeah. one of his final guests this month, uh, well, last month, I should say, he received what he called a very kind introduction from Carlson, who said he agreed with, and I quote, most of what Kennedy said. Which is why he shouldn't be running as a Democrat. But after Carlson was fired, Kennedy defended him for a breathtakingly courageous, that's a quote, monologue against COVID vaccines, suggesting he was fired because he crossed the red line by acknowledging yeah, that the TV lie. networks pushed a deadly and ineffective vaccine to please their pharma advertisers. Yeah. That's, cool. That, that's, that's what the pandemic was all about. Yes. Yeah. Yes, of course. For a, a couple of billion dollars for Pfizer, it was worth shutting down the world. Shut up. And now he can push his crazy views on COVID vaccines for a moment, despite the fact that an estimated 165,000 Americans died of COVID from being unvaccinated. Yep. Kennedy's vilest efforts have centred around a well-funded so – ignore that. If we will just put that aside for a moment. Yeah, put it aside. Don't worry about COVID. Kennedy's vilest efforts have centred around a well-funded attack on childhood vaccinations. He is as responsible as anyone for the return of measles in children in California. Yeah. 
and he should be made to sit bedside in a paediatric intensive care ward to watch a child die of measles, witness the excruciating pain, the blindness, the panic ahead of a long, lingering, unnecessary, avoidable death. But instead, he's running for president. I mean, the fucking guy advocated for measles parties because he genuinely thinks it's harmless, as opposed to the fact that there are shitloads of children dying around the world in this current time, unvaccinated from measles in places yeah. we can't pronounce, we don't like to talk about. And a lot of middle-class California. Yeah. Uh, and upper-middle-class Californians. Yeah. I mean, this is the effect. He's had these Californian residents. We'll talk about that. You know? Encephalitis is a motherfucker. But let's look at the situation here, the imminent threat what chance does RFK Jr. have of actually getting the fucking nomination? Getting the primary, no, winning the primary. It goes without saying, not much. Um, you know, stranger things have happened, but generally speaking, I think his entire plan is to be a huge nuisance, which mm. is likely why he's running in the first place, just to generally cause shit. As Satha said, vaccine pill people. You know, like that's it's going to give him a yep. platform, give him, give him legitimacy. He will no doubt continue to garner the support of this sort of lunatic right. You're going to get endorsements from people like Kid Rock, these sort of <laughs> QAnon dickheads like Jordan Sather, shit heels like fucking Alex Jones and Steve Bannon. I like shit heels. That's that that was good because you know, Leahy's living with us. It's a nice word. Yeah. It's good. I like it. But like most of the reasons why he would get these endorsements, that isn't that there he's to run as a Democrat because he's not running in the true sense of a Democrat. No. Because as we said before, he's pro-choice, which is very Democrat. He's a gun control Democrat. I mean, not surprising. Bad history with guns. Not a big fan. Totally reasonable. But as we all know, he's fucking pilled the gills on vaccines, but also other conspiracies. So basically what he's going to do is he's going to go in there, use whatever platform the DNC, the Democrat National Convention, will give him to red pill people as much as possible with Steve Bannon in his earpiece telling him what to say, and that's his job done. He's a fucking agent yeah. provocateur, yeah. and it's disgusting to watch this sort of abusive process happen. But at the same time, I mean, look, we live in a post-truth era. It's vulnerable to assholes like this based on a system that relies on good faith to function. Yeah, look, well. Biden is overwhelmingly favoured to reclaim the Democratic nomination. You won't see anyone else, no Kamala Harris, no... No, uh, no serious no, contenders. Uh, Elizabeth Warrens, no, they, they, there won't be anyone. They will just step aside now because Biden has announced his candidacy for 2024. Uh, the early polls show a sizable portion of the party's base are interested in Kennedy, though most mainstream Democratic operatives dismissed that as a product of his recognisable last name. So Hopefully. people are going, who do you want to go for, Biden, Kennedy? Oh, I remember JFK. Is that, that guy could have been president for a long time but wasn't. Yeah, um, isn't he dead? Yeah, a recent Emerson College poll found uh, Kennedy with 21% of the vote among Democrats. That is horrifying. While the Fox News poll had him at 19% among Democratic primary voters, those are dead set registered voters. Marianne Williamson, the other declared Democratic candidate in the race, had smaller but not insignificant support in both polls. She's an interesting sort of candidate. But Williamson's another candidate with little or no hope. You know, she's been endorsed by the ex-wrestler Jesse the Body Ventura, the body. who had some very interesting thoughts on 9-11 and various other things. He's actually quite a strong conspiracy theorist, but he, he was a conspiracy theorist when I was a conspiracy theorist, when it wasn't Weird yeah, when, it, when it wasn't popular, like, yeah. Yeah, when it was cool and fringe as opposed to this where it's like mainstream and like 
you know, I listen to Taylor Swift and I think 911 was an inside job. Yeah, no, not cool anymore. Real nasty habit you can't think. <laughs> She's an evangelist and promotes women's reproductive rights, classic, you know, sort of Democrat behavior, LGBTQIA rights, rights with disabilities, which is nice, I suppose. I mean, everyone should really believe in that, but <laughs> this is the world we live in. The thing is, she's not necessarily a threat. She's just an outsider. She's probably yes. there to speak her mind. There's always one or two of these sort of characters in the primaries who keep yeah, things interesting. Exactly. Yeah. But let's face it, Bobby wouldn't be a contender if it wasn't for his surname. Nope. I mean, like, if Del Bigtree ran, who's basically RFK Jr., except slightly fatter, nobody would give a left-handed fuck about it. It just wouldn't be news. Well, I think the thing that we're missing here is that it costs literally hundreds of millions of dollars to run as a, a, a serious candidate in a primary. Yeah. And undead yeah. Bobby Jr. is a California Democrat. That's the other thing that will, will get him on the nose with a lot of people. And even if he uh, wasn't an obnoxious anti-vax liar, his bid would fail for that reason. Yeah. California Democrat. He is also married. That's why you say that um, George Clooney would never make it up. For a whole host of reasons. I say yeah. Clooney for president. Well, maybe, maybe. I mean, I, I think the Hollywood background is probably a, um, a handicap. Rather. Work for Reagan. Uh, 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 yeah, it, it, it may have, but that was a different time. Different, yeah, yeah, You've yeah. You've got yeah. California Democrats, and there's a sort of long history of sort of, you know, places like San Francisco and L.A. You, you've got sort of Democrats. It's almost a one-party state yes. uh, in, in the management of the government of those cities. Well, um, yeah. But um, uh, and and it, they don't resonate with sort of middle uh, middle American sort of values, particularly around the Midwest and the, uh, the Southwest, where really elections are won. Yeah. Uh, look, he is also married. Undead Bobby Junior is also married to Cheryl Hines of Curb Your Enthusiasm fame and lives in Santa Monica. I mean, it doesn't get any more California Democrat than that. <laughs> Santa Monica is kind of a very wealthy place uh, where where Cheryl Hines, uh, Bobby Junior, uh, and um, and and of course uh, the the creator of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm all live in 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 absolute upper class uh, luxury. With a square clone to each other, I'm sure. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like I say, Midwestern voters who decide elections hate California Democrats. Yeah, so Bobby Jr., enough. undead Bobby, uh, can't win, and Cheryl Hines would be well advised to check her purse on a regular basis because Kennedy will run out of money early on in the primaries, and we're talking like January. Yeah, and he's going to grift the fuck out of this. But, I mean, really, when it comes to a presidential run, it's big money. He's going to get big donations. There will be a machine behind him. But at the end of the day, it's not going to be Trump money. It's not, not going to be Democrat make, money. It's not going to be Republican not money. not the money you need. So it's Cheryl going to be Hines, anti-vaxxer GoFundMe money. Keep an eye on your purse. You know, you'd be slipping in there, grabbing 20 here, 50 there, listing her as a donor, possibly. Of course, you know, leaving early, leaving late, however he goes and however he comes, he will use this platform for this anti Vax madness, yep. further inculcating these uncertain parents not to vaccinate their children due to doubts based on complete fucking disinformation, yep. and basically preventing Americans from continuing to protect themselves against COVID infection, which is still killing people, causing long term illness, and you know Death. general misery. Yeah, yeah. What yep. the cunts? Well, the question remains, Joel. Where's Lee Harvey Oswald when you need him? 
Yeah. Does he have like maybe like a son or a nephew or any uh, any long lost relatives that Didn't might have, have an affinity for firearms? You have children. I, I think they might have given the might have got the old deed poll people involved. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like you know your last name's Hitler. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm gonna have to oh, change yeah. that one. Yeah. Uh, and um, look, as an addendum to that, I'm just gonna say we went through that entire thing without bringing up the fact that he literally can't speak, and he can't. As someone well, who's probably, probably president. He oh. cannot speak. His voice doesn't work. Yeah. You know, in, in the case of a primary, when you're looking at debates and so forth, people will interrupt. J- journalists will interrupt and say, uh, bang, and, and they'll just ping him. And they'll just ping him. He will, he will, he will, he'll be speaking like this and it can't work. And the funny thing is, and look, I don't want to, I do not want to be awful here, but I just had, I was wondering what I was going to say. You know what? Fuck it. I've had a couple of, couple of small hours now. He used to shoot his arms up with so much fucking heroin, it made Mexico cringe. <laughs> the fact that this motherfucker is now trypanophobic, whinging about goddamn vaccines and what's in them after pushing the shit that he did in his veins for so many fucking years, which mm-hmm. is arguably the reason why the guy can't fucking speak. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm going to take my advice about needles from someone who wasn't on junk for a fucking decade. Thank you very much. Moving on. Fair point. Yes. Fuck you, Moving RFK. On. You've got no platform, you piece of shit. Moving on. Moving on. And in further news, we bring to you an intriguing story from the US, which reached its climax in a Sonoma County, California courtroom late last week. Say Sonoma County, California courtroom three times quickly. I fucking dare you. It all began on December 7, 2020, when a budding Insta influencer and mother of two children, then aged four and one, Katie Sorensen, went shopping at a local craft store. It's called Michael's. People yeah, love these a chain of them. Yeah. chains. They love them. With her kids in Petaluma, that is sort of north of San Francisco and south of Santa Ana in that sort of northern California area. Mm-hmm. Also shopping, but unknown to Sorensen, were Sadie Vega Martinez and her husband, Eddie. They were shopping for a baby Jesus sort of like, um, what are those things, the nativity scenes yes. for their Christmas decorations? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they also lived in Petaluma with their five children. <laughs> Fucking breeders, I'll tell you what. Sorensen and the Martinez's arrived at the store at approximately the same time, around lunchtime, and left at approximately the same time. And with her two children in the car, Sorensen then drove to the Petaluma cop shop and made a report. She did not want anyone charged, but she merely wanted to report the presence of two suspicious people who made her feel uneasy and unsafe while she was in the store with her two children and then later in the car park. The police did not investigate the matter at that point, but a week later, Sorensen filmed a video and uploaded it on her Insta. In that video, she claimed she heard the couple discussing her children's features how they followed her around the store and then approached Sorensen while she was putting her young children in the car. They took two steps forward and then back, she said. Sorensen felt the couple were weighing up whether to abduct her children. At the time, Sorensen's mummy blog, Motherhood Essentials, had some 6,000 followers and she was a verified Amazon influencer. She created the Insta account five months before the incident on December 7. The video she made describing the near abduction was watched 4.5 million times and by February 21, she had 58,000 Insta followers. She later gave an interview to a local news station doubling down on her claims. The story ran with a child safety expert telling all mothers to be alert and that Sorensen's instincts about the so-called attempted abduction were right. 
And after the video was released, police did investigate and Sorensen made a statement and identified Sadie and Eddie Martinez in the in-store CCTV footage. So an APB was sent out, you know, all points bulletin, I think it stands for. That's right. I've seen that in the movies. And it was the Martinez eldest daughter who said, "Uh, is that you, mum? You know? (laughs) A little embarrassing. Have you been out kidnapping again? <laughs> been out on the abduction trial again? <laughs> Fucking hell. The couple came forward to the police and gave their account, which was probably something along the lines of, what the fuck are you talking about? A review of their statements in the available t- CCTV in store and in the car park supported their account, which, as I said, was probably, what the fuck? Yeah, they can't they lawyer up too. But, yeah, um, did they? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and, and so they should. Um, because well, I mean, because they had been uh, identified as people of interest uh, in, a, in a, an attempted child abduction, according to Sorensen. Oh, my so God. Sorensen had fabricated the story. The closest she had come to the Martinez's was at the store checkout with her at one and the couple, the Martinez's, at the adjacent checkout. That was when they were in about two or three metres of each other. The couple, the Martinez's, that, that is, had left the store first and were on their way out to the car park by the time Sorensen was putting her kids in the car. They were leaving. They were in yeah. their car and leaving. And it's worth noting here that Martinez was actually wearing a Black Lives Matter jumper at the time. And while I'm absolutely speculating here and throwing massive, uh, you know, sort of aspersions on this, we do know how much cookers love BLM and in fact, too her, far. In fact, his, um, his, his wife had given him the shirt. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Now, yeah. Sorensen was charged, ultimately was charged with three counts of making false statements to police. Uh, certainly the couple had been targeted as child abductors. Sadie Martinez became a prominent um, uh, force on media herself. She's a very tough lady, claiming Sorensen's false accusations had been race-based. And they probably fucking were, let's face it. Well, no. I'll get into that in a little bit. The available okay. evidence doesn't show it was a race-hate crime. Sorensen okay. was acquitted of two counts of the two of the three counts and convicted on the third. And, and it's a misdemeanor offence. And Sorensen okay. was taken into custody in the Santa Ana courthouse. Uh, but while this case has all manner of race-based elements, you can't really divorce from them. The reason I, I don't think it was a race-based crime was that in Sorensen's first account to police, she described the woman she later identified as Sadie Martinez as a white woman. How interesting. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, okay. So that's really interesting. Yeah, okay. Well, fair game. I mean, oh, look, look it, 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 it's been accepted as race Stuff. I mean, I'll bet it fucking has. Huge reaction in the United States towards that. But that's a very compelling reason to counter that. The fact that she didn't even realize that she was a woman of color. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Well, look, this is a case that is much stranger than usual sort of Karen race hate episodes anyway. You know, like someone out there uh, sees a black person and says, don't break into my car. I've got a VCR in there. You know, like all the videos you yeah, see on Yeah, look, Reddit, I, 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 one, of my like guilty, one of my guilty pleasures on Instagram is to follow the sort of Karen sites. Where yeah, people, they are pretty funny. You know, know it, it does get a bit silly. But frustrating too and often just – Deeply racist stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, while this might have been one of those situations where she was doing a stitch-up regardless of the race, man, racist Karens are a thing, for sure. Mm. And look, while not referenced in court, Sorensen, according to court records, barred by the prosecution, that is, was insignificant engaged with QAnon conspiracy theories, Uh which tend to centre, and this is a quote, which tend to centre around kidnappers and pedophiles, Uh which I'm 
for the now we get now we're getting a motive it yeah. does and i mean that's a tiktok subculture uh, there's a whole bunch of kids out there who warn other kids to avoid kidnappers and pedophiles at all costs because you get some fucking clicks you get some clout mm. it's a weird weird that's subculture what she was doing yep so records uh, and images uh, on social media portrayed her as this sort of aspiring influencer, this sort of mummy influencer. So the, the target audience was sort of other mothers who might be sort of terrified of their children being kidnapped or abducted at any time. One image showed her standing outside a theatre carrying a sign that's called for an end to human trafficking. There was a whole bunch of Californian protests about Save the Children. Yeah, which this, was a, this was a very children rally. Yeah, but she was standing there with the sign. So... All this stuff was basically on her own social media. Yeah, oh, totally. Actually, there's some really great stuff on the uh, the Californian Save the Children rallies and things like that on uh, on the QAnon on Us podcast. Uh, it's a episode about a million years ago, but it was very, very good. They uh, they had a big hubbub there, and there was a really weird kid who was involved in it. It's a whole thing. Look, there's no doubt she lied to police and been convicted of one count of it. She made false statements both to the Wallopers and the media to gain clicks and followers. No doubt about that whatsoever. But she was also cupilled, addicted to the nonsense of mass child abductions. It wasn't about race. It was about science and kicking down the door of QAnon hysteria and latching onto it for clout and ultimately money. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It is, it's an interesting question to say, like, you know, what sentence will she get and what sentence does she deserve? Mm, it is an interesting one. This is naughty. You know, this, like, is, this is beyond naughty, really. It's- well, but yeah, but the thing is, the law is the law. So, like after Katie Sorensen's conviction, bail was set at a hundred thousand dollars, which she did post. Yeah. I don't know how much money she comes from. Um, she looks kind of wealthy, but she was released, and then she's facing sentencing on June fourteenth, which is you know sort of a month and a bit away. But the maximum sentence for the offence is six months jail, so it's not going to be a long term. Uh, look, it can only be six months, but the but, fact that bail yeah. was set at $100,000 would indicate that she's looking at a jail term. We'll see. We'll see on if June 14th. If I had to bet, I would we'll say let- that she'll get between sort of three and six, yeah. but she'll get she out. Hasn't, she, hasn't time, she hasn't served any time. The the, the other thing that, that a judge would take into account, did give her a pasting in the courtroom on the transcripts that I read, yeah, okay. was that she, didn't, she, she accepted and she was actually asked by um, the district attorney whether she accepted now that the Martinez's were not engaging in a child abduction. And she said that's true. But she continued to peddle this lie that the Martinez's had approached her and that there uh, were other parties there that could subsequently could not be found. She can't fully shake on. it. Yeah, so she continued to tell the lie. So that tells you not a lot of regret, not a lot of remorse, didn't wow. actually offer any apologies Give her the six. Themselves. Yeah, I think she's looking at she's looking at the best part of six. Her yeah. Insta account, which I found, now uh, it has gone private, uh, and it's now called uh, Motherhood Essentials with an underscore. She uh-huh. calls herself Katie Ann now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she still has 58,000 followers as far uh-huh. as I can tell. Um, both she and her family have Job received well death threats, and, and, and that's unpleasant. That's definitely unpleasant. But given the bar figure of 100,000, it, it looks like a jail sentence is coming her way. She'll be safe it's in there. Huge interest in the United States. This is a big, big story in the United States, um, but not so much here. It hasn't touched the media radar at all. Well, I mean, uh, let's face it. Like, I mean, yeah, I hadn't heard this until you brought it up, and it's an amazing, interesting story. But she has gone about herself in order to get more clout on the internet. No she's. Doubt. Tried to ruin two people's lives. Who knows how far she would have gone if people enabled it further. And now her life 
face is ruined. And for what? That's Internet right. clout. It's That's fucking it. pathetic. So, I mean, she, she she has to basically change her name. And, and her face is well known in the United States now too. So, so this will, you know, the consequences will follow her around for re- pretty much the rest of her life. Yeah, it's really tricky. And the thing is, I mean, like this is one of those things, and I was listening to a podcast on it today, a mummy podcast about it. And mm-hmm. basically there's a new category of Munchausen's. You've got Munchausen by proxy where you make your kids sick and then yeah. you get – Sort of, yeah. you know, sympathy for it. It's then you got Munchausen's, where you sort of feign sickness to get sort of, you know, clout and sympathy. Now, apparently, there's a new category called Munchausen's by internet, well, and it's work. created an entire new class of this, where people will try and get internet clout with their own personal or their, you know, sort of like close by tragedy. And this is an example of it. And yes, it is. It's, it's only going to get worse. I, 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 Munchausen's by internet is a new term to me, but I can tell you that Munchausen by proxy is more prevalent than Munchausen's itself. That is yeah. – um, Well, why poison yourself? You can poison your kid. Putting their children through unnecessary medical treatment, including surgery. Yeah. Fucked up. Very, Fucked very up. interesting story. Immeasurably sad. And while I have a little sympathy for uh, Katie Sorensen, she got pilled. She'll be off for a holiday yeah. and her reputation is destroyed. And meanwhile, Q influencers and cultists continue to ply their trade, telling yep. easy lies and sucking people like Sorensen in. And they're 100%. the ones we really reserve the fucking loathing for. They're the ones who should be up for Nuremberg 2.0, let's face it. Mm-hmm. The cows have fucking masks on. Everybody is up for the high jump. If they deserve it, if they deserve to hang, they will hang. Rise up, Australia. Men of Australia, time to step up and be real men. Protect your kids or go down. Biggest cowards this country has ever seen. Hang that animals. This week in the wide world of the Cookiverse, we saw a council meeting in the city of Monash in the southeastern suburbs of Melbourne overrun by a bunch of ferals, a few fuckwits with camera phones, and a federal senator. None of whom live there. Uh, well, or very few well, of them very actually few, live in the, if in the any. city. Yeah, if any. If any. We, and we should also we also mention a few friendly faces as well. Sandy mm-hmm. and Soss slipped into the fold and watched the rabble rousing in from the room. Uh, tune into Tinfall Tales News and Views this week for a breakdown of the event and a nice little explainer of the history of Drag Queen Story Hour, which, contrary to popular belief, isn't actually a new thing, but started in 2015, and that's eight years ago. Doesn't that just make you feel a bit old? Fucking right. I feel man. old anyway. Well, well the, the ferals formed a little mob outside waiting for the doors to open with Ralphie Babbitt, Senator Deej, complaining <laughs> that they were starting late. Oh, <laughs> I, I need to have some dinner. Cool <laughs> <laughs> din-dins. I wonder why it was running late. You know? Yeah, there yeah. Were, Police inside having a little powwow and fearing what to do if the crowd turned ugly, which they tend to do, let's face it. you know They're not big fans of the cops these days. They used to be like, yeah, you know, unite the right, and then they're like, oh, you know, oh, not so great. So Rockchin was there and he sort of talked to Zippy out the front. Zippy was sort of doubling down on this sort of trans outrage, which is he's sort of raised on death at the moment. But he showed that not only is he balls deep in this so-called gender-critical theory, but he's also a massive homophobe. And uh, I'm just going to say also a fucking idiot because he said, I'm serious, he said this. In fact, I saw in the Age newspaper just today, actually, a report came out that I think about 50% of children now are not attracted to the opposite sex. 
50%. What the hell is going on right now? There's only one answer to this, and that's and that's because they've been indoctrinated. <laughs> the certain way of thinking, a certain ideology. You got kids? Cert- yeah. You got kids, Zippy? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know what? He may or may not have children. Let's face it, who knows? Uh, you know, Stereosonic's a big night and uh, lots of things happen. But uh, I'm just going to say what that does say is that Zippy is bizarrely concerned about who kids are rooting. Mm. Now, should kids be rooting at all? That's no. a question we can talk about at length. Um, should a senator be uh, fixated on kids rooting? It's a little weird. Isn't it? Isn't it? So the funny thing about this is that not only did this so-called age article not fixate on the sexual preferences of children, I believe it was a Daily Mail. Maybe it was in the age. I don't subscribe. Uh, it's all the same research. thing. It's it all is. the same thing. It is. It is. But the thing is, is that he read an article that explained something very different to this. I, I think you can stop there. The thing is that he read an article. Well, that is that is that is an accomplishment. That's pretty spectacular. And in his bizarre brain, it turned into kiddies fucking. Anyway, so let's just clarify what happened here. So, this is what it was in the Daily Mail: survey of eighteen to twenty-four year olds found not kids, Babbitt, not kids, not legal adults, uh, not children. Around fifty percent are only attracted to the opposite sex, whereas seventy-six percent. Of 41 to 54 year olds and 81% of 55 to 75s are solely attracted to the opposite sex. I won't bore you with the details. It's an Ipsos poll conducted in the UK. Uh That's not the takeaway here. No, the takeaway here is that Zippy is putting a lot of thought into who children are having sex with. Mm. That's fucked in the head. And the crazy thing about this. The fact that he took away from this survey, this article that he may or may not have read, I don't know if he can <laughs> yeah, read, yeah, yeah. Dubious, that dubious. the main issue in this situation is that children are not having sex with the opposite sex. So it should be Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Mate, why are you obsessed with children fucking? Well, this is disgusting. Yes. You're a creep. Get it out of your head. Particular expression of homophobia. Scrub here. your brain with fucking steel wool. Not very healthy behaviour from a senator trying to save the children from being gay. That's what Bizarre. he thinks. He thinks it's, you know, he's a superstar. Doesn't have kids. As a man who is a walking form of birth control, I feel like he's adding to the A part of the LGBTQIA. Uh, Top the asexual. Yeah. Having the kids one speech at a time. Yeah, I tell you what, if I was having sex and he came on the air, my dick would yes. shrink yeah. Yeah. real quick. Not, a, not an image. Not an image yeah. I want to carry around with. Well, look, and look, I'm just going to say when it comes down to this survey, if that survey guy came up to me and said, Are you only attracted to the opposite sex? And I'm in, you know, like a you know, like a later age bracket, but like I would say yes, but then they said, okay, okay, okay. But would you say yes if we said Hunter Biden's penis is involved in this? And I would, <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. And then I would end up being well, in Babbitt's gay bracket. Again, Joel, less, less we know about this, the better, I think. Look, I'm really open about my love of Hunter Biden's penis. It's a great dick. I just, I just, I don't understand what everyone's problem is. Carry on. So look. <laughs> Babbitt is really leaning into this anti-trans pivot. I mean, like, it's giving him a fucking reason to live, right? 
not only by attending this bizarre council meeting, which should have just been left to the professionals, but also amplifying anti-trans voices on Twitter. And, I mean, they're mostly Americans because all this stuff is imported from the States. It's all cultural bullshit from the Yanks. We're just trying to pathetically imitate in our own dumb, sort of weird, awkward, inbred cousin kind of way. And, of course, one Canadian who, uh, let's just put as a hint who it is, uh, loves Clonopin and sounds like Kermit the Frog. Who would that be? The thing that's so fucking annoying is that Babbitt goes on and on about indoctrination and how children should just be kids and left the fuck alone. And then in this bizarre harebrained moment of clarity at the end of his whingy open letter to Monash Council, all my constituents are upset. Shut the fuck up. You don't know what a constituent is. He proposed that he should host a conservative story time (laughs) at the library. Genuinely terrifying. Genius idea. Ah, that's right. It's not about indoctrination. It's it's that you want to be the one doing the indoctrination, you know, inserting ideas in their minds. Yeah, cool, cool. Exactly, exactly. Like this might seem like a unique thought in Babbitt's little brain, but it's actually been done recently, and I found this out as a result of Googling conservative story time because I was like, surely someone's done this. Conservative Story Hour was held recently, start of the month. Well, actually, no, start, start of April, I think it was, in uh, Washington, D.C., which featured Che Reichick, who is the libs of TikTok account. Nice. Fucking awful human being. Jack Posobiec, who's the guy who sort of pushed Petergate, among oh, other yeah. things, disinformation merchant, absolute I, scumbag. I want him telling my kids stories, yeah. Oh, honestly, I want him nowhere near children. And Kirk Cameron, like the child yeah. actor. yeah. Yeah, now he's like a conservative cooker and like a massive Bible basher. Oh, dear. And also, and this is like, you know, in in the small writing down the bottom of the lineup, former press secretary for Trump, Sean Spicer. No. So, so Jack Posobiec read his book, The Island of Free Ice Cream, which mm-hmm. is about how communism is bad. It and, is terrible. Yeah. For 12 year what, five, six-year-old kids? <laughs> Apparently so Cameron's dumb. book had tons of terrifying shit from the Bible. So kids are just going to be lying awake at night staring at, I'm about to be crushed by a, by a horrible, hateful guy. archangel of sadness. One the quotes were fucked. Not going to bore you with the details, but there was no glitter and no fun was had by No <laughs> glitter. No glitter at all. No bubbles, nothing. There was nothing fun. Either well, way, yeah. it should be understood that indoctrination isn't bad. It's only bad if dick tans, dickheads like Babbitt disagree with it. That's exactly. the point here. Fables about how free ice cream is bad are fine, you know, a little it's concerning. Weird. You know, free, free ice cream is good. Shut up, Jack. Shut your fucking filthy free <laughs> ice cream hating mouth. No one wants to hear that. Imagine kids being like, yay, ice cream. No, ice cream is communism. Ooh. See, i got to say, and, 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 and Monica Smith is in the same, uh, is in the same league here. I don't think you should be talking about what's good and bad for kids unless you have them. Well, unless she actually agrees with parent. that, which I'll I'll uh, I'll go on to later. But yeah, I mean, like, look, I I don't have children, but I don't project my thing onto what children should be doing because I also feel like I'm in that situation. Yeah, you know, you've actually got to have kids to know how kids actually respond and the how they think that they are subject to and these sorts of things. Totally, know? one of the reasons why I don't have children and I don't I don't understand them. I look at them and they seem like aliens to me. My niece, I, I can't relate to her. She <laughs> clearly thinks I'm a fucking dork That's because I can't. I don't know. Watch Bluey effectively. 
It's probably because you're a sociopath. But, I'm um, shit with kids. <laughs> it just is what it is. This is, a, this is a reasonable point to make. And someone should be asking, Senator, what the fuck would you know about parenting? Yeah, 100%. And look, when it comes down to it, it's really obvious and it's disingenuous for us to even bother trying to rationalise this in a kind of coherent way. He is simply doing this for electoral clout because he sees it as the next thing. And he's not wrong. This is the next thing. This is the thing to hit your wagon onto. He's not going to get back in, but what he will do is he'll be a real estate agent and a casual fucking Sky News contributor who gets 500 bucks a pop turning up on shows. He's certainly not going to get that sort of money, but no, I wouldn't think think so. I mean, look, the the thing about Babbitt that excludes him from everybody else, including sort of nutters like Malcolm Roberts, is that everybody left or right knows he's an idiot. Yeah, okay. Well, well, okay, a useful idiot, of a, a course. A loose cannon. No, 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 a loose cannon. The problem with ha- having idiots in front of cameras is that they say stupid things. Yeah. And those stupid yeah. things can have consequences, particularly if they make some extraordinarily extraordinary claim because the broadcaster bears the liability. And that's how Latham lost his spot on outsiders, I suppose. Correct. Yeah. So let's just go back to Monash, where we had Avi Yemeni in there not being a journalist, actively not being a journalist. Not a journalist, Avi. Not a journalist. Not, not a journalist. A lot of his footage was spoiled due to a group of counter-protesters oh. arriving at the meeting chanting, Avi is a wife basher. Oh. Uh, which, you know, rude. for the sake of defamation is true, uh, but he doesn't like to talk about it much. Uh, it's but a, uh, It was a cheese board. It was a hurled cheese board. Well, Depending I on mean, who you listen to, it was a cheese board doing some gymnastics suddenly in a room and someone got hit. Here's a, here's a secret. It was a knife. Anyway, Monica Smith wasn't there, but she did push the event to uh, – oh, no, sorry, so sorry. Um, oh, well, I made a mistake. Um this really cool organization she found yeah, randomly. She found. She found. She didn't. F- she didn't. Didn't found fa- it. Didn't found it. She found, she found it. it. She yeah. stumbled upon it. Uh, yeah. They were promoting the event, but she, she definitely didn't whip, create whip, this organization. Whipped them up a, whipped them up a quick, uh, a quick website. Yeah. I just. I mean, how how could you possibly prove all the who is uh, details have uh, reignited proxy Australia on? The domain, and if you don't know what who is, it's this fantastic tool you can use to find out who registered a domain. Now, if you're smart, you make it private. Uh, if you're not, Monica Smith, uh, you can see that it was Reignite Democracy Australia that registered that domain name. Of course, she just sort of brushes that off and continues to be this weird Munchausen's by proxy style. Um, I have kids, but not type thing. So yeah, the voice Again, for kids. No, group, no experience of parenting. No. No, and that's a sad point for her, I think, because her and, Monica, her and Morgan were going to have wonderful, weird, maladjusted homeschool children, and 18, that dream got broken. 18 children, yes, all homeschooled. Yes, she was going to have 900 children. But, yes, and uh, I love the fact that not only that, but the Voice for Kids group, Malcolm Roberts shared the Voice for Kids group saying it was from two concerned mums, but gave a hat tip to Monica for telling him about it. <laughs> I mean, come on, just just leave her out of it. Just, Monica, leave your grubby fingerprints off this weird laugh you're doing pretending that you're a mum. It's just Ro- sad. Roberts is posting some really weird stuff. At He's the on a fucking I mean, tear. He I think always we should- has been, but he is he is gone. 
he has gone into into. We should do him on premium because it's been a weird, weird, yeah. weird month for him. And I think we just do a premium on Roberts. Just, no, I think we he's on a fucking tear. Anyway, um, he's out but of yeah. control. <laughs> I mean, look, and as we said before, there's this idea of realistically, if you don't have children, to have that everyday interaction with the way a child's mind works, you don't genuinely understand how they work. And I can line up and say, I fucking don't. If anything, I have child autism. I don't know how to speak to them because I don't know how they work because I don't fucking have one. And I get that. Monica also realizes this, I would say, because she doesn't have kids. So she's hiding behind these made up mothers that she created to have this. Oh, but they want to stay anonymous. Yeah, because they don't exist, Monica. (laughs) I just whipped them up a, a quick website. So fucking pathetic. But look, I do feel sorry for her. Relationship did break down. I'm sure she planned to have a thousand children, fucking building in Pakenham, full of children and weird fucking crucifixes and shit. But at the end of the day, <laughs> speaking of crucifixes, that where you Deirdre. Monica fucking loves religious bigotry and discrimination. So in a situation like this, she is frothing at the mouth. So yes, she's not a mum. And yes, she has to hide her bigotry behind fictitious mums that she made up because she's fucking weird. But at the end of the day, this is her moment to get her clout back and she's jumping back in the ring. Yeah, but uh, it's not looking all that well. Look, uh, we were actually holding a Zoom for our patrons uh, when uh, when this meeting took place and Joel uh, uh, dashed off to have a look at the stream numbers. He, you know, it was a bit unclear. It seemed to be around sixty to hundred. Well, look, I thought there was more, but that's what the numbers on the ground are saying. Yeah, but I think there might that's have fair. been a bit of mingling going on between protesters and counter protesters. It's hard to say when you sort of see these things from that sort of ruction perspective, but they seem to be streaming into the building in this ridiculous, endless line of just dead shits and ferals. But of course. When it comes to cooker mats, they've said it's hundreds. Um, whereas, yeah, trustworthy sources on the ground, <coughs> Sos and Sandy, um, have said something between 60 or 100, and I believe them entirely because they're okay. I'll, very I'll clever. That. Not, not uh, Tokyo and Russia, no. No, not quite. So I would say that despite the fact that I was slightly distracted by our lovely patrons, Zoom, like, you know, Ruction's stream was a lot of fun to watch. I, I watched it on and off, but... I had the sound on and then off trying to stay in with the Zoom and all I could hear was jeers of groomer, child abuser, oh, you fucking groomers. You know, I saw people being fucking angry as I just generally saw a festering just mold of turds. Dallas was there next to Zippy and recorded him saying groomer and child abuser to the mayor and other councillors, which he then later denied Despite the fact that Dallas oh, recorded him saying it. Oh, Sippy. Oh, don't lie. Weren't you in there to be a truth teller? Don't you guys like truth? Isn't that a thing you talk about all the fucking time? So over on Facebook where Ruxia was broadcasting, the comment section was on fire. That was one of my okay. favourite things, watching it scroll through the utter bitter hatred and also a lot of really good people in there because there were people in there watching and calling out cookers. You know it's like a 50-50 mix of cooker watchers and cookers. I had a little scroll through later on and got some of my favourite cook comments and I'm going to make you read them because oh, they're fucked. <laughs> now this, this, I presume, is from Robin. Yeah, I, I took the surnames out because we're not here to dox people, but, like, yeah. you know, it gives you an idea of, like, who, like if it's a man or a woman. Well, that's, that's all it's for, basically. Robin said, no sex for babies and minors. 
glad she put an O in there instead of an E. Be otherwise, you know, <laughs> yeah. mining industry would be devastated. They love sex. Sick for curs. She, yeah, she yeah. took that, the UC out in order that, to be, you know. Yeah, it doesn't want to swear. It just wants to insinuate want to something about sex for babies and minors. Who's having sex with babies here? I mean, I really, Robin? Your babies. brain's fucked. Yeah. Just addled, pilled, fucked brain. Tanya, Ugh. she said, stop paying rates. She's gone down the Wayne Glue. Yeah, she's gone the glue. She's gone, gone the glue. Gone the Glooster Avenue. And yeah. uh, Glooster is uh, making an appearance uh, later in the program. Yes, yeah, he stop is. paying rates. Good idea. Terrific. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> well, nothing will go wrong there. Nah. And Sandra said, this is grooming. Why else would this be allowed to happen? <laughs> and then she put an L there, which probably indicates her name's not Sandra. Yeah, honestly, the L made no sense to me at all, but I left it in there. I think like, it was just like a typo at the end. It's it's quite close to enter on the keyboard. Yeah, no, true enough. And she's probably, she's probably full of gas and ready to go and just went, ah, oh, fuck. I'm well, I mean, someone thinking you're grooming, they can't be happy. So, look, this is all pretty standard stuff. Um, I think Robin really did uh, cross a bit of a paradigm there, but this is where the Overton window is sort of floating around. This one, I love this one. Oh, this this is- next one happened over several comments. I'm just going to jam it all into one. Because realistically, it's just a stream of, of consciousness that just happened to be in several things. Now, I'm just going to say pardon the yelling because if Jack does this properly, it's mostly in caps, so he should be basically screaming. I think this should be done justice. <laughs> but yeah, look, artistic license, I'm just saying All there's right. a lot of anger. I'll do my best. Good a child cannot, spelt C-A-N-O-T-T, yeah, mentally great. make a choice to change their gender. I've never seen so much evil in one meeting in my life and so many tearful emojis. So many fucking emojis. Broken hearts and then a couple of smiles for some reason. No Mm. idea why. It just shows how fucked her brain is. Oh, my God. (laughs) How dare they lower their standards on life and hoist it upon us and our kids that I don't have. Broken heart. (laughs) Smiling emojis. Sad emojis. Broken heart, broken heart, smiling, There's smiling. such confused emojis. There's, there's a Jesus. lot of really poor Just emoji selection going on A lot here. of messages. Parents lot of messages. must shut this drag show down. We are losing our children to evil. Mm-hmm. Smiley face, smiley face, smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> broken heart, broken heart, Tear, tearful face. Broken heart, broken heart, tearful face, tearful face. You mean the ghastly new world odour? <laughs> Spelt O-D-E-R, you fucking cretin. You know what she meant. <laughs> Ghastly new world odour agenda. You cancel people are so corrupt. Broken heart, broken heart. Tiffle emoji, tiffle emoji, tiffle emoji, tiffle emoji. There's broken like heart, broken heart, tiffle emoji, tiffle emoji. You are destroying our children with your mentally unstable BS. Yeah. And look, I know you want to be done, but you're not done. And then, yeah. what council is this? Because I don't fucking live there. I don't have a little <laughs> Melbourne. I'm not, I'm not even in Australia. I no. want to ring them. I want to ring them. I want to, give them. I want to give them a, a, a squeeze on the blower. I, I want to ring them, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. It's not a question. You want to no, ring it's them. Not. It's an assertion. No. Anyway. But it is great. Maybe she doesn't. Maybe she's like, I want to ring them. I want to ring them. Does she? Maybe. <laughs> I want to ring them, eh? Fucking uh, She's rattling a load of rubbish just to keep her jobs. So sad and so wrong. Transgenderism is an evil. Globalist agenda. The education department told the kids they can change their bodies and their mind to be we ever be. 
<laughs> W-H-I-E-V-E-R-B, they want. I'm just going to say here, if this is one of the Twitch kids playing a prank. I suppose that's supposed to be. Like, fair game and well done. If this is a real person, their brain is fucked. Yeah, they need to be actually isolated and 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 supervised by um, you know. Genuinely, we, we probably need we probably need to get a, a you know a, a, a mental health team. Bi- no, I think we need to bisect part of their brain, and put it under a microscope. Um, <laughs> anyway, it goes on. This council official is just a puppet, spelled P U P E double T. The T H E ghastly globalist, broken heart, broken heart, broken heart. <laughs> Tearful emojis, and then smiley emojis, then more broken hearts, and then what's that one? What's that one? Prayer that, hands. On, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, meant to be high fives, but praying, it's usually yeah, used as yeah. prayer hands. Yeah, your parents have rights. Our government don't, without the apostrophe, own your children. Council business, ha ha ha. No, it's evil business. Broken hearts, praying. Broken hearts, tearful emojis. Safety, wow. You put evil upon our children, upon children, sorry. Yeah. Our children, she probably doesn't have any. Broken heart, broken heart, broken heart, broken heart, broken heart. Let me assure your, you parents these globalist agendas, it's agendum, but anyway, <laughs> are not to keep, you can use it. Fucking pedant. <laughs> are not to keep them safe. It is an evil agenda. When Jesus saw the temple being used for wrong purposes, Saw a bit of drag queen story going on there. He's ripped into the <laughs> joint. He overturned tables and got the Pharisees, which you can't spell. That's double E, Pharisees, out of the temple. Okay. Emoji. <laughs> Prayer emoji. Heart emoji. It's Parents so need to do more than just hold signs up. We need to go around and kill some people. No, she <laughs> Are these officials speaking from another planet? Uh, what's that one? No, that's the uh, disturbed emoji with the. That's a rolling emoji. eyes. Rolling, rolling eyes, yeah. sad I, emoji. Eye roll emoji. Laughing emoji, heartbreak emoji. emoji. And lots of broken hearts. Thanks, Rhonda. It's unhinged. We are going to need to uh, bisect uh, and remove a small section of your brain and study it. Honestly, and this is the problem because you just, you, you're playing with people who. Cl- Rhonda is clearly a vulnerable human being and she's being created into this fucking nightmarish monster based on these fictitious threats. It's it's terrible. I do feel quite sorry for her, but fuck, man. Like when it comes to contemporary art, maybe I might even post that um, on the on the shitposting side or something because it is such a thing to behold where <laughs> she puts caps and where she doesn't. I know, I know. It's really? fascinating. Fascinating. One angry unit. She reminds me a little bit of the uh, of the character. Um, what's her name? I said love. I said pet. I said love. I said. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Um, like that. Was um, that fast forward or something? Yeah, it's fast forward. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Magda Zavansky or something. Magda, Magda, yeah, it was Magda's character. Yeah, I yeah. said love. I said pet. Um, you know, it's a bit yeah. like that. Maybe if she was hit with a hammer several times and left with a I bottle just think, of whiskey. I, I, I think we'll, we will need to uh, bisect her brain. And, yeah, uh, no, take, that's, sleuth- take sleuthers away and pop them under microscopes. To and be just fair, have a good look around. That will put us in Nuremberg 2.0, and I will kind of agree with them. Anyway, look, I wouldn't want to leave this comment section recap without like a little bit of casual violence. So here we go with Brett. We should start our own judicial system and prosecute these grubs. How dare they silently abuse and brainwash our kids, which I probably don't have. 
Yes, uh, you just know that he's talking about hanging people here. I mean, we know oh, that. We know. Yeah. Prosecute is cooker for hanging. hanging um, yeah. And uh, and the judicial system is uh, basically, like I say, it's, it's a Twitter poll started by Elon Musk. Um, look, that's, you know, that's yep. due process. Uh, look, far be it for me to say, because I have done a little bit of pedophile hunting in my time. You have. You and, have. Uh, and, and I, but far be it for me to tell Brett and indeed Rhonda, uh, what they should be thinking. But uh, you find that pedophiles are usually middle-aged white men, sometimes older, sometimes a little bit younger, particularly in terms of those who possess child pornography. But mm-hmm. the actual pedos are usually middle-aged white men and sometimes older, uh, sometimes uncles in a familial situation. That's yep, yep. a very common one. Family members, and close coaches, ones. Coaches, scout leaders, and mm, let me see, religious figures. Oh, Quite yeah. a lot of them. Quite a bit of pedophilia around organised religion. You know, yeah. it wasn't that long ago that we actually were examining these things and where Rhonda and Brett had fuck all to say. Ah, uh, yeah, that's really surprising because maybe Tucker Carlson hadn't told them to think that. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, imagine if they imported the culture war from the USA that said that pedo priests were a problem. Maybe cookers would start doing something about it. And a problem probably for millennia, but um, uh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, certainly well, a major problem in this country. It's the it's the figure you can't forget: four hundred and forty-four credible accounts of child sexual abuse at the hands of Catholic clergy. Yep, from what, between fuck- ni- nineteen fifty-four. And 1980. I tell you what, you want to bitch about bloody drag queen story time? What about Sunday school? You're not mm-hmm. fucking protesting outside churches on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Get your Bible off my kids. No, because that's the indoctrination that you want. Oh, mm-hmm. no free ice cream for the children. No mm-hmm. glitter. Just terrifying stories of gays being slapped and a guy who probably wants to touch them. Good work, dickheads. <laughs> anyway, look, in the days after the event, that was very facetious, I'm sorry. In the days after the event, Babbitt talked to Raph Epstein on ABC Radio in Melbourne and had a big whinge about how the kids are being indoctrinated with queer theory, like even knows what fucking queer theory is, the basic bitch. Most people thought he sounded like a fuckwit. There was a text line. They basically said he was a bit of a prick. And then, of course, later on he turned around and claimed the interview was edited. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure, Zippy. We absolutely believe you. Oh, no, I was really smart and funny. It's just they cut all the good they bits cut, out. They cut, all my, they cut all my witticisms and pithy remarks. All the good lines. Fuck he really off. is the Australian Senate special boy, isn't he? He is. He's, he's so special. special. Mm, oh, special. bless his heart. He's special. We fired you. We sacked you. We dismissed you as what? As garbage, because that's all you are. You're a criminal. You're a traitor. And you're going to the biggest barbecue in history. So from Christmas dinner to you are the dinner. Thank you. That's what I'll go with. The Snapping Turtle is back. Yes. He's on a self-described war path. Ooh. After the West Australian DPP dropped charges of incitement against him, and quoting, it was not in the public interest to proceed with the prosecution. It is, though, and I think we all know why. Fucking A. I mean, on face value, this is just an old man who is terminally online saying wacky shit because he's a fucking idiot. He's already lost his house to this pseudo legal hobby horse he's created, and it was about to cost him his freedom. What's the point of putting a man to die in jail? Yeah, yeah. Well, there is that. I'll tell you, because the fucking old bastard's now on a goddamn warpath. Turtle, he's snapping. He's snapping hard. 
So since the charges were dropped, he has posted a shitload of videos. He is on a fucking warpath. I've watched absolutely none of them because they look boring as fuck. Honestly, if we get to like 2,000 patrons, I'll start watching this shit and reporting on it. But until then, I'm sorry, not enough money in the fucking barrel. Fuck that. Anyway, the caption on his first video- is kind of terrifying to look at. <laughs> Dude, he's so boring. Oh, even just- I, I was going to transcribe his videos and I thought- it's you know just what? this terrible no. monotone as well, yeah. He's, he's got no teeth, the poor bastard. Anyway, this is the caption on his first video, and I, I quite like it. It's, well, it's quite funny. He is funny. I'm, I'm doing my snapping turtle voice now. I am back and on the warpath, on the criminals who had entered my home with a fraudulent unsigned <laughs> warrant when they had no evidence. The warrant was not signed, but it was photoshopped from other documents, and to top it off, the so-called police that our public officers stated clearly that they had no evidence. My question then is, why were they here? Watch my first video, then you'll see the corruption to protect the criminals that sit in our courts and in our parliament. He is very hard to do. He, he, he's more slow and, oh, yeah, but like he's got no... You see, I'd have to punch my teeth out to make it sound like that. And that's... it's I'm, Once again, I need a 1,000 patrons for that. But here he is. You know, this is a fucking warpath. Here he is. They've dropped the fucking charges like the soft cocks that they are, and now he's making up all these claims that the warrant wasn't- It's not as if they couldn't have got a prosecution. I mean- What a fucking story. They're just saying, let's save a few dollars, and what are we going to do if this guy's convicted? I mean, where are we going? It's it's more hassle than it's worth, and I get that. But at the same time, you've got a situation where when we saw the arrest video, and you probably all remember it, we covered it. You can find it online really easily. He claimed the warrant wasn't legitimate because it's all it wasn't bullshit. It wasn't it's all that. bullshit. And he, now he, he wanted to see the original, reason. and they said, "No, mate, yeah. uh, here's yeah. the copy. That's all you get." Yeah, it's a photocopy. He's saying Photoshop because he's a fucking dickhead. Uh, he said, well, I'm not going anywhere, and then they arrested him. Which know. was very funny, of well, course. Which was extremely funny. And, uh, yeah. We covered it in a program well and well over him. a year ago. And he's been fucking vindicated. He's been vindicated. Those, so, yes, he like, is on a warpath. He is on was, a warpath. Wayne Kenneth Glue was charged with inciting another person to commit an indictable offence, namely deprivation of liberty. This was because the big turtle, the big snapper, made a video with absurd pseudo-legal claims that people should arrest ministers. He could deputise them to go <laughs> and arrest ministers. You got a free polo shirt. And public officials, you know, they could arrest, including the Premier Mark McGowan to his... 20,000 or so followers on Facebook. That's that's naughty. You can't do that. Naughty. But according to the West Australian DPP, not naughty enough to bother prosecuting. Weird. Well, they knew what kind of a shit show it was going to be too if the Gloucester turned up and he'd be babbling away. Yeah, sometimes you've got to make an example of people, for fuck's sake. So. so, look, you know, of course, as you say, it's going to be a shit show and he made sure that was made clear. He did his trademark thing of sort of, you know, I'm going to be annoying. He applied to have his matter heard by the High Court. And he did this because he believes. He he can't because he's a vexatious litigant. Well, yeah, but that doesn't, it's different when it comes to criminal. But even then, this is absurd. It is different. But the fact that he's a vexatious litigant would mean no. It doesn't fucking help. But uh, don't worry, it failed on its merits. Because uh, it, the reason why he wanted to take the, the, the high court is because it's the only lawful court established by the Constitution. Uh-huh. And this is half right but mostly wrong because 
while most courts are created by statute, which is like acts of parliament, like law, the constitution does create the high court. But the constitution allows parliament to create courts in section 77. I don't know, like maybe he didn't read that far. Oh, maybe that's, there's another that's thing. the other constitution. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something quick and garren, something blah, blah, blah. Look, I don't know why he believes this, but I do believe that you would be dumber for knowing what it was. So let's not worry too much about <laughs> it. But in the application to move the case up to the big old concrete court in Canberra, Glue described himself as a sovereign person, a flesh and blood man, Lovely. and raised issues related Lovely. to land title, fraud, murder, slavery, treason, treachery, and acts of war. See, that's a that's a that's a long rap sheet. Oh it's no, he's, oh, he's he's actually accusing others of that. Oh, I thought, I, I think so. Yeah. So I well, thought, look, I thought he'd, I thought he'd been stealing land. Never <laughs> too late to me, a culprit. Kept a few slaves and got a bit of got involved in a bit of treason and treachery. Well, maybe so. In response, Justice James Edelman said that Mr. Glue's submissions were legal nonsense, <laughs> and his application to have his matter transferred from the magistrates' court in Geraldton was manifestly groundless. Oh, so, yeah. These, I mean, these are words. These are legal phrases. Or they really are. The, 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 the legal phrases that the Glooster must be used to hearing by now. Oh, yes, yes. yes. These, these are the things he wakes up to. Uh, but so basically, despite the fact that he's clearly an idiot, which is now illustrated by the High Court, I'm sure it has been before, the dropping of charges is because the Snapping Turtle has them on the run. He's got him. He's got him on the run. He's got I mean, him. He's got him terrified. Who is them? Uh, I I don't know who them is. Um, but uh, if the snapping turtle is coming at you, running away isn't actually a bad idea at all. Because I mean, he's, he's going to he's going to bite know. you. He's, he's he going to bite you. He might be throwing. He might have one of those t-shirt uh, cannons. Oh, and, nice! And he'd just be banging out free polo shirts that declare you a deputise you to go and arrest whoever the hell you want to. And the Glooster demands you go and arrest. In his videos, he never has these- like a free polo shirt. That's 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 when one of the features of my life. Absolutely. I mean, look, when it comes down to free clothing, it's fantastic. I had a Bose shirt that I wore for many years for no good reason except the fact that it was free. But he does have these T-shirts in his videos, which he wears, which have these ridiculous slogans on them. One is about royal ascent, and he like sort of highlights them, but he's quite fat, so he has to sort of straighten them out a little bit and make sure you can read them. It's great. He's a he's a fucking loser. <laughs> He's, he's the Phil Collins. He's the Philadelphia Collins of, uh, of Australia. Yes, yes, that's a Trailer Park Boys reference as well. You should watch the show, uh, if anything, just to understand what Jack's fucking talking about when he says <laughs> shit heel. Uh. What are you looking at my gut for? <laughs> it makes him make a lot more sense. It's like, you know, it's a window into Jack's brain. So, look, in other subset news, a pseudo-legal pest named Todd James Dent won an appeal on his sentence after oh, spending 24 win. days of – yeah, it feels like it. It's not really, though. 24 days of a two-month sentence for contempt of court due to his failure to appear and various other annoying shit he got up to in the courtroom. And he was annoying, that's for sure. So Mr. Dent represented himself before Magistrate Hayden Sternquist, where he was charged with a bunch of shitty drug offences. He he got caught with some weed, some acid and a bong. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and cheerlead for cops arresting people for that shit. That's fucking dumb. But... The problem is, is Mr. Dent is a big old sausage. He can't fucking help himself. He speaks shit. He's a fucking nonsense merchant. And while he did take a unique angle on pseudo law, it didn't work until it kind of did. So Dent tried a few things on. He said, Your Honour, I believe you've received a special notice of appearance from the Court of Equity. 
under Section 450N. This is not my jurisdiction. I'm a member of Private Equity Court. Now, if you don't understand that, it's probably because it's complete fucking legal <laughs> gibberish. Nonsense. Dent claimed the Court of Private Equity was in Malaysia. I <laughs> still don't know why. I haven't been able to figure that out. And he was hoping to engage a lawyer from Malaysia because of this somehow. Okay. Okay. He also claimed sovereign immunity, whatever the fuck that is. Mm. But later on appeal, we found what it was because Judge Cash found that it was sovereign immunity under Section 450N of an American law regarding Native American self-determination. Common law can be a thing where judges make judgments and you can refer to them in other jurisdictions. Statute's a little bit different and statute about Native American self-determination Tends to lose its meaning outside of North America. Yeah. Just not feeling it. Not not pertaining to the matter at hand. Not feeling it. So in the original instance, Magistrate Hayden Stonequist said there was no place for stand-up comedy in the courtroom, which I think is a sweeping statement that he should revoke. He should should take that back. I think there is. Absolutely. I mean, like, the vibe and the David Wenham scene in Getting Square, hilarious. Hilarious. Courts are inherently funny. Stonequist, take that back. And he also said he was trying to find a reason not to put Dent in jail. Um, he did run out of reasons, uh, sadly, and gave him two months. Uh, well, everyone's got every, everyone's got that point. Uh, you know, look, everyone's got that breaking point. And, oh, um, he, yeah, he definitely he had the breaking point, and that's exactly what happened. Now, this is crazy because despite all this hysteria and the fucking two months penalty, Dent never even put in a plea for his drug charges. He didn't even get to say whether he was guilty or not. So. After getting fucking two months after not pleading anything, on appeal, it was decided that Dent was not given procedural fairness in his hearing. And this was not Dent's fine pseudo-legal work, but Dent finally got a fucking lawyer lawyer. from Queensland Legal Aid and they hooked him the fuck up. Get a lawyer, son. Gonna get yourself a real good one. On appeal... Judge Cash had a lot to say, and here are a series of quotes Can from I the just, appeal. Just, just pause and just contemplate the the term Judge Cash. Just, uh, just Judge Cash moment. does, yeah, I do because quite like it that. It sounds fantastic. Sounds a little bit made up, to be honest. Um, it does. No doubt frustrated. This is Judge Cash in his judgment. No doubt frustrated by the absence of meaningful response from Dent, the magistrate dealt with him in a manner which was, in my view, impatient. Ooh. No reasons at all were given by the magistrate as to why he imposed the sentence he did. Uh, Dent argued the sentence was in any event excessive. He is right in that regard too, and that's probably right. Yeah. Good on you, Judge Cash. Uh, yeah. Dent was no doubt a difficult, unresponsive and even obstructive litigant. He said, uh, as Cash said, nonetheless, judicial orders administering the criminal laws of this state are obliged to, and uh, as a quote there, do right by all manner of people. Sometimes this requires patience and forbearance, Cash said, always it requires, wrote, always it requires the judicial officer to adhere closely to the requirements of our statute laws. Impatience and intemperance will rarely improve a difficult hearing and they risk, as was the outcome here, a necessary error. Had the magistrate in this case taken the time to calmly consider the matter, to apply the requirements of the legislation and the common law, and to meet his obligation to give reasons for the decision that was reached, 
Dent may have been spared 24 days in prison and the community expense of correcting the magistrate's error. Decent points. We are talking about relatively minor crime, you know. Yeah. A bong, a bit Good of weed. Some weed and some, some acid. acid. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, you took the piss out of the court. Yeah. I think taking the piss out of the court, you should get slapped for it. But this is a really tricky thing. I mean, you know, natural justice is incredibly important. And Judge Cash conceded the initial magistrate was frustrated. But it is. It's no good. It's not an excuse not to give someone their right to a proper hearing. I mean, the right to procedural fairness is often in law referred to as natural justice. And that gives you an idea of the gravity of this situation, how seriously these wigs take procedural fairness. It's such a massive part of law well, and they drum important. it into us I in law I think it's school. important. And, and I think he was right. It is. But look at this guy sabotaging the foundation know, and then getting fucking rewarded for it. You know, but this is insane. I mean, what, what Judge Coach is saying is that we must, as a judiciary, rise above that. Mm-hmm. And how, that's fair. How, mu- how, how long can you do that before you just want to kick some fucking heads in? <laughs> I mean, how do you give a fucking idiot this like this a proper hearing? You will probably never be a magistrate, and, and neither I, I should have been. I probably would. I, I probably would have had Dent shot, taken out and shot. Honestly, it's the <laughs> only real solution. But the worst thing is, is the guy is just a bit of a cooked unit who got caught with some drugs. I mean, he finally pled guilty to the drug charge. Thanks to his mates at Legal Aid, I'm sure, because otherwise would have carried like a fucking chicken for the rest of the fucking time. Mm-hmm. His punishment was a $700 fine, but it was set aside for time served. And honestly, probably not a good exchange considering he did 20-odd days in there, which, as the appeal judge said, was not merited. But the thing is, the lesson here is that if you annoy a judge enough, he might just make a mistake, which you can appeal. That's the lesson here. That's the takeaway fucking lesson here. I don't know that he'd be due any sort of compensation. I would think it would be unwise for him to uh, pursue any form of compensation. And look, if he did suffer loss, particularly loss of employment, yeah. uh, he may have an argument. Uh, I, and, I think he's but, happy to get away with it. But I think uh, the Queensland Legal Service or the, uh, the Queensland Community Legal Service, whatever it's called, would have been saying that, Champion, look, um, it's, uh, it's been a close call uh, and <laughs> I think you yeah. should Yeah, no, he... I but didn't go into too much detail, but the ch- his tune changed a lot in the final sentencing. We have got to look at the scoreboard here in in, uh, in v the man, and it is Sovsits two, the man. Well, a gazillion really, but in this case, zero. Nah, nah. I'm not giving it to him. I'm not giving it to him. Glue had his charges dropped by a DPP that have no backbone. It was nothing to do with his magic tricks and dent. Dent got fucking lucky, but only because <laughs> Legal Aid represented spend. him and hooked him up with some actual law. So I am resetting the count. In the slammer. <laughs> I'm resetting the count. Yes, absolutely. He had a custodial sentence, which he would not have had if he turned up to court. It wasn't such a kind about things. <laughs> and also, the only reason why Dent got out of this and had his sentence overturned and had all these positive results is because he got a lawyer. Oh, wow. So the lesson is, guys, unless you genuinely have nothing to lose, do not annoy magistrates into submission. Go and seek legal counsel. Yeah. And yeah. just deal Put with your the shit. Portuguese maritime, 17th century Portuguese it's maritime. It's not going to work. Textbook down. The only time it works is when it doesn't.
Due to popular demand, well, two requests, the Condition Release Program is proudly presenting a further and totally unexpected installment in the Chronicles of Eric Trump, the good-looking boy who loves his dad. Love you, dad! But still manages to get himself into all manner of trouble. Oh, Eric, will you ever win? A $250 million is a big number. Oh. Eric, Eric knows this because once he tried to count to $250 million, but fell asleep after he couldn't remember that number. You know that number with the fat man who wears a hat? Oh, yeah. It's like the marshmallow from the Ghostbusters. Couldn't. Yeah. Couldn't get that. What Eric does know is that $250 million is a lot because that's how many dollars he and his family might have to pay up to the state of New York where Eric doesn't even live anymore. Oh. He used to live at the White House, not in the White no. House, but out in the bins outside where he fought over KFC bones with a friendly raccoon who gave him rabies until a nice man in the white coat gave him a needle, a needle which hurt at first, but made Eric better. Yeah. Although it cost him a fortune in shaving cream. Oh. Can't just wipe that foam. Yeah. Oh, the rabies foam. I get the joke now. Ah, there you go. Yeah. But he doesn't live at the White House anymore either. Oh. Eric, who is a good-looking boy. Yes. Is severely stressed out. Ooh. I've never seen his skin look worse. His scrotum is covered with festering blisters and his belly looks like pink alligator hide. Mm. It's no good. It might sound odd, but thank God for the peeling skin syndrome because every night Eric can shed enough loose skin from his body to fashion a tent in a car park outside the Walmart supercenter. And when his dad, love him, dad, left the White House, he didn't leave Eric a forwarding address. Aww. Just a strange message. Dear boy. I am dead now. <laughs> Don't try to find me. Go away. Donald J. Trump. Very good. Eric can't go to Junior's place either because Donnie's girlfriend, Kim, tried to touch Eric on the wee-wee, which felt nice at first, but then she squeezed it so hard all this stuff came out and it made it look like Eric had pissed his pants again. Which he which had. Bad. It was all very confusing for Eric. Oh, that was strong. <laughs> his sister, Ivanka, who Eric thought was his mother for 10 years but found out wasn't when she wouldn't let him breastfeed anymore, won't take his phone calls. Aww. She even chose her own lawyer rather than the mall lawyer Eric hired because he's got that cool photocopier that can make letters that say, Eric is innocent and send them to the judge. But Eric's mall lawyer left the shopping centre. When Eric asked the security man when the mall lawyer was coming back, the man said he didn't know and that his mall lawyer's office is at Taco Bell Express now. Good, 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 good tacos. Eric's dad, who he loves, love, love you, dad, dad, has often been described as morally bankrupt. Eric didn't understand what that meant, but now he does. No. Well, not the first, no, but the second part. He does. He, he does believe the second part it, because Junior and Ivanka have filed word papers saying Eric did it. Oh no! And now he's going to have to pay two hundred and fifty million dollars garnished out of his pocket money. The dad, love you, dad. Used to give Eric back when Eric was professor of ethics at Trump University. It's really not fair. All Eric did was play golf for kids with cancer. Yeah. And kids with cancer are terrible at golf. Not his fault. They can't afford the chemo now, but some of them know the simple pleasure of hitting a three iron flush down the fairway. Wow. So what if the cancer kiddies paid for a new car for Eric made in Italy with a name he can't pronounce and when he tries to, he gets the giggles, pisses his pants and forgets his name for a while? Imagine him shifting gears. <laughs> Dad! Dad! Dad, Dad, oh, Father, why hast thou forsaken thine Eric? Please send help, baby lotion and dry trousers. Like a lot, a lot. (laughs) 
it has been a huge week in Pete Evans, with the craggy face conspiracy theorists finding it difficult to accept that Tucker Carlson has been fired from Fox News. Oh, Pete, oh, no. it's like losing your only friend. <laughs> well, you still got Dave O'Neggs, I guess. For some time now, the vast majority of Pete's posts have been Tucker and Bitcoin. That's just his thing. He fucking loves Tucker. He even, like, a while ago made a joke about how he was good Tucker, like the food, you know, because Pete uh, was yeah, I get clever it. and funny. Yeah, yeah that's funny. Yeah. That's yeah. funny, Pete. Love it. Great work. Good. Of course, like anything in Pete's life that is contrary to his wishes, he has dealt with it by having a meme tent. <laughs> uh, that's what he does. Predictably. Yeah. Well, that's better than bottling it up. <laughs> Don't worry, he doesn't. He always lets it go. Uh, predictably, this is going to be all about how Fox News has made the biggest mistake of their lives. <laughs> Boy, you'll be sorry, like in Empire Records. <laughs> and uh, that Tucker will be much better off without them. Yeah. It's incredibly similar to a relationship breakup in an American high school drama on television. He was always too good for you, Fox. You'll be sorry. Oh, he should never have broken up with you. You dumped him first, but we know what really (laughs) happened. Oh, you're so pretty. Don't worry. Ha, ha, ha. In reality, losing Tucker is double-edged because on the one hand, he brings in the punters, and that is admitted. He's really good for ratings. He's great for ratings. He's huge. He tells people, like Pete, for example, exactly what they want to hear. Yeah. Which is great. The right love being pandered to. They are little bitches. He's very good at making people angry at elites, despite the fact that Carlson is said to have a net worth of $370 million, which includes $190 million in an inheritance. But yeah, oh yeah. Very wealthy California family. Actually, Democrats. <laughs> yeah. Tell me all about those elites uh, while you swim in gold, you fucking dickhead but the unfortunate situation is that these elites he's rallying against don't want to advertise on his show his hyperpartisan approach to news commentary has left a lot of advertisers steering clear of his show you've got these unilevers and all these wef members big big spenders exactly they're leaving the ad breaks to be filled with these awkward crack fueled spots by (laughs) mike lindell selling his my flow products I'm not kidding. Like that's genuine. I know. I know that, that, that yeah. it's basically Lindell's advertising. My pillow is always just. He's on. a major sponsor, and of course, like various supplements, uh, sketchy investment pitches, weird tax companies, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Tucker mm-hmm. will take some viewers, but in his absence, the advertisers may return. May mm-hmm. return. Let's it see. Makes Let's commercial see. sense to sack it. That's. The I thing. mean, it's this reality of the situation, right? But still. He's leaving, put a $1 billion dent in the Fox News share price, which far-right fucking dickheads rejoiced in. You've got to add that into the, into the sums too, yeah. Tell you what, there's a lot of other factors involved in that one. I would say not financial advice. I'd say this is likely a temporary setback as they scramble to find a new face of the network to appease their boomer audience, which are easily fucking pleased when you once again tell them what they want to hear minus the sketchy shit and the advertisers come back. Mm. Now, Pete has responded to all this with a string of memes. One is comparing Fox News to Bud Light. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, fuck, I love you. Your Champagne comedy. You're great. One was also a really creepy video of Tucker laughing over and over again. It's just Tucker on Fox News laughing in a loop. Thanks for the content, Peter Darrell. You're a fucking legend. Another is a TikTok screenshot of Trump and Carlson with the caption, Hey, Tucker, I need a host for my new network. Can you start tomorrow? And then, by Fox News, you'll regret this. I mean, the theme... Is clearly tantrum. He really does love Tucker Carlson. It's 
fucking pathetic. And while Pete is throwing his toys across the room in the form of terrible memes, the far right in the US having a fucking meltdown in their weird, usual, religious kind of way. Several church figures have decided that Tucker Carlson's departure from Fox News is actually the work of Satan. Yes. Tucker, the truth Icarus, flew too close and Satan pulled him down with an executive order because, you see, Tucker was exposing the satanic agenda. So what did Satan do? Well, he had him fired. He didn't kill him. No. He didn't do any cool Satan shit. No, Satan doesn't play like that. Satan's actually pretty middle ground. I mean, he he calls himself center-left. Satan calls you nature. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's 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 a moderate guy. You know, people give him a lot of shit. But he did have him fired, which is funny because that's a classic Satan move. I mean, fired. Get it? Fire. Fire and brimstone. Oh, right. Yeah. Do you feel me? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What up? Unfortunately for old Beelzebub, Tucker has already created a media network called The Daily Caller and will likely be doing his thing for some time to a smaller but more fucked up pilled audience. And he will, for better or worse, be fine. I mean, it could be be due to the... Hundreds of millions of dollars he inherited for doing fucking nothing. But another theory on Telegram is that Tucker was fired because he revealed the truth about Trump NFTs making true patriots millionaires. Oh, now, that, that's plausible. That, that, yeah, that, that's happening right now. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's the issue. There's also another one, and this was something I saw on Telegram, but also on Facebook that Darren Bergworth posted on my fucking um, on a my place too, thing. Yeah. yeah. Where that Tucker was about to expose an elite pedophilia ring, and that's why he was fired. Yeah. But that being said, the the screenshot I put on Twitter was that he was about to expose an elite pedophile. Epstein, like one and pedophile. there's a bit other, there's a bit of other stuff too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Genius. And of course, that he knew too much about Jeffrey Epstein's connections and his death, and he was silenced as a result. So what you do is you fire someone from Fox News who already owns a media company he started himself. Oh, genius work. What you do in that situation is you Epstein him, you fucking morons. And, of course, he was fired by Lachlan Murdoch because he was discussing secret U.S. biolabs in Ukraine because, I don't know, someone on Telegram wanted to amplify that message and send it under (laughs) Tucker Carlson's firing because it was searchable? Fuck you. What does this all mean for Pete? Well, he's going to have to find a new source of hate-filled disinformation porn to fill his Telegram channel. You're tough. Um, You're tough. That's sad. He's actually really getting a big boner for other stuff because he's had his tantrum and he's moved on to a new hobby horse, which is RFK Jr.'s bullshit run for the Democratic nomination. He fucking loves it. He's calling it the greatest show on earth, and it's not, not, though, because that's probably rest of development. You'd probably say Trailer Park Boys, maybe Larry Sanders. I, I was thinking I was thinking the old Moscow Circus, but anyway. Well, I mean, yeah, but once again, self, self-proclaimed. We don't, but we yeah, don't, look, we don't see them here so much now. And as an addendum, I don't want to leave without giving you some original content from Pete. He is still obsessed with vaccines. And while anti-vax hysteria is dying down, despite this turbo cancer, blah, blah, he thinks we're all going to die. So he said this on Telegram. Well, he has been saying that for a while. I spoke to a man today who has lost four friends and who have died suddenly since taking the shots. And he said that they were all healthy and in their 50s and the doctors couldn't work out why they died. Looks like class action lawsuits are on their way. Know what they're not, probably. and there is there is one from this weird pill doctor in Queensland, and we might get on that in another episode. But uh, come on, Pete. I mean, are we dropping like flies? Yeah, we're dropping like flies. Oh, I died yesterday. I'm sure <laughs> your mate exists. I'm sure he knows four friends who died from the jab, just like oh, yeah, every other fucking anti vaxxer. Oh yeah, everyone, everyone around me is dead because I fucking know. Uh. Mate, I know a lot of people 
No one's dead from the jab. Not happening. Looks like old Gullible Pete is just a fucking complete mark. Anyway, I mean, it's no wonder he loves Tucker so much because he will just believe anything that aligns with his craggy face conspiracy theories. Mm, he's a craggy face man. He's crazy. And man. you have been listening to the Conditional Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider, and Joel Hill. Jack can found on Twitter at Jack the Insider and Joel on at Crunchy Moses with a K. Set up a Facebook page, you can find it fairly easily. And if you enjoyed the episode, please share it on social media. We have a Patreon to help keep this sustainable. It's bloody time consuming and we still have to pay the rent. Help keep the lights on. For as little as $5 a month, you'll have access to all sorts of bonus content, including a weekly premium episode and we will try and make it worth your while. We need to actually do that this week. And finally, all feedback, tips and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Even if it's to tell us that Ralph Babbitt tried to kidnap your kids outside a craft shop in Nary Warren, where he doesn't live, there's definitely a non-zero chance that you're telling the truth. Thanks, Thank listeners. You. See ya. We'll see ya. I don't think I ever want to talk to any of those people. Fuck me! You guys are bastards!